This is Amateur Logic, episode 165, for January 15th, 2022. This episode of Amateur Logic is brought to you by MFJ, the world leaders in amateur radio accessories, and by ICOM. Now's the time to spice up your ham shack with ICOM's new, now shipping, ID-52A handheld. The perfect radio for staying in or venturing out and working your favorite bands this winter season. Good evening, and welcome to another action-packed episode of Amateur Logic. I'm George. I'm Tommy. I'm Neil. And Mike is not with us tonight. He's feeling a little under the weather. Yep. Hope he gets to feeling better. I'm sure he'll be back for the next one. Oh, I'm sure he will. He got his booster shot yesterday. I think it was yesterday. And then today, he's he's not yeah. feeling so well. So it does that to some folks. Yeah, it does. Anyhow, uh, Mike, we hope you get to feeling better soon. And, well, we hope everyone's staying safe out there. I, you know, the numbers as high as they are the last month or so, and it even got me on the December 31st, but uh, yeah, you know, I was down good, a few days. And, good way to finish off the new year, right? Yeah, well, I thought I'd escaped 2021, but... Not so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I think he's probably going to get all of us eventually at yeah. some point or another. Anyway. It's looking like it. Um, I'm better now. The only thing I've got really left is I still have no sense of taste. Okay. Here comes the chat room with people with, with comments about who you're hanging out with over here. Yeah. Well, I've already used the shirt <laughs> joke, so I can't use that again. Yeah. Andy Andy gave us the word, didn't he? He he gave us the word of the year and the New Year's special. Hope. We got to hope everything get back gets back to some type of uh, normalcy for sure. That was a good word. I see he's in yeah. the chat room. I I saw him post a photo from a boat. Yeah. Maybe a week or so ago, but it didn't look like the same boat he was on on uh, New Year's Eve. Looks yeah. a little smaller. So. Mm, I don't know. I didn't see that. Switch to coffee. Hmm. There you go. That's oh. what I'm talking about. I don't know. I'm not a coffee drinker, and tonight's beverage is. English breakfast. This is the the Biggie Lowe's. Oh, yeah. Biggie Lowe's. That was sent to us by Robert and Elliot. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Still working on the coffee they sent. Really great stuff. Yeah. These are 
These are not only phone books, Kevin. These are also CW and digital modes as well. We're going to be looking a little later tonight. <laughs> I've got the complete set of a RRL handbook for 2022. And we're going to take a look through there and see what they've got, what's new, some of the bonus materials that you get with it as well. If you only had one set of, or one amateur radio book in your collection, that would be the one. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. It's got pretty much everything yeah. in it. I've had at least half a dozen different years of the handbook, and mm-hmm. every year, you know, it's something new in there. Well, cool. I'm looking forward to seeing what's changed. Yeah. Uh, you know, anytime we're doing a show, we've got a chat room going on at the same time. Rather than show the same slide, it really doesn't mean anything anymore. I'm just going to say, if you're watching us live on YouTube, we're using the YouTube chat. You do have to subscribe to the channel to be able to participate in the chat. I think you can watch it without uh, yeah, I think without so. subscribing, but to post, you have to subscribe. That's the only way we could admin it, so... Uh, enough about that. They're already having a good time in there. Well, what are we going to talk about? Tommy, uh, you were just here the other day. We just did uh, mm-hmm. uh, Ham College, and we just had Ray here earlier this week. Yeah, I did the Ham College from home. But, yeah, we did a live stream with Ray Novak and uh, covered some of the features of the new ID52. Yep. I got the short antenna on mine, but uh, yeah. we're going to look at that a little bit tonight. One of the new features on there is kind of cool, sort of a fun little feature. I'll just say, I've already told you what I'm going to be doing tonight, but there's one other thing I've been meaning to mention for the last couple of episodes, and I have not. You may remember all the alkaline battery controversy we were talking about um Back last year, the leakage. Yeah. Yes, out of the Duracell batteries. It seems like, I don't know, they they used to be my favorite battery, but not anymore. Uh, Particularly triple A's are the worst. Double A's are just about as bad. Mm -hmm. I haven't really had much problem with the large ones, but they all leak. They're alkaline batteries. And so I decided I was going to try something different. And so I got some of these Energizer Ultimate Lithium batteries. I could maybe those show are not you that. cheap, old man compliant. No, they're not cheap, old man compliant. But they're supposed to last longer. They're more expensive. I see you got them on top of the napkin case. They do leak. Yeah, it's napkin cam. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Uh, they're a lot lighter weight, but. I've actually I've measured them. I've put the voltmeter on them, and those actually measure a little higher voltage than you get out of an alkaline battery. Really? Just a little bit, yeah. Um, Interesting. And they do seem to last better. So I've been putting them in all my remotes and flashlights and things that I was tired of cleaning the leakage out of mm-hmm. and things I didn't want to go bad. So I've been using those. And they do seem to last longer. However, there's always a but. There's a but. And this this could be a big but. 
<laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. These, although they they seem to be good batteries and they don't leak, I have had at least three of them uh, because I bought uh, the double A's and the triple A's. But I've had at least three different instances where, you know, I've got a device that has two, three, or four batteries in it. And one of the cells will go down to zero volts. Oh. The rest of them still are, you know, a volt and a half or better. But just one cell out of the group will go down to to right. Well, one has gone all the way to zero. Some of them just go real low. And I don't know why they're doing that. So that that hurts like the, too defective. the uh, price compliance there a little bit. Oh, yeah, that just yeah. sends it right through the roof. Yeah, so I don't know. I've still got some of these left, and I'm going to be using them, but I promised I would report back on how these were working out for me. Other than that, having the occasional one just goes bad out of the blue, they've they've been very good. Yeah, I think they're all going to leak eventually. It's just a matter of how long. Yeah, none of them going to leak as bad as the Duracells yeah. anymore. I mean, those things are as bad as the Chinese batteries these yeah. days. I, I've been using, I told you before, I've been getting those blue and silver Rayovac batteries. Mm-hmm. I've actually had pretty good luck with those things. But I've, I've switched most of my stuff to rechargeables. But some things just don't work good on the lower right. voltage. And those I've been putting them in, and they've actually held up pretty yeah. good. I don't have any complaints. So I was at Sam's this week, and I bought another big bundle of double uh, A's. I bought Energizers, regular Energizer alkalines this time, and we'll see how those go as far as leakage. And report back on that later. But yeah, I see Kirkland says the. I mean, uh, Arnie says Kirkland batteries are the best. Are they? And they well, they there's a thing on them. I almost took a picture and texted it to you. I was in Costco one day. And I think it says uh, guaranteed for 20 years or something like that on the box. Well, oh, wow. So, well, you know. I didn't try any of them, though. I had some brand new Duracells just last month I took out of the drawer over there. And, you know, they had like another five years left on the, the date on the battery, and they were already leaking. Oh, wow. And they'd never been used. So I just I just chunked the whole batch. I might try those Costco's, Arnie. That yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some next time I go in there. Yeah. Yeah, K9SZX says that the Duracell's leaking the package while on the hook at the store. I, <laughs> I believe you. Uh, yeah. I haven't tried the Sam's batteries. You know they they have their own store brand too. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know who makes them for them, but uh, I'm sure the Kirkland ones somebody. Probably makes oh, those yeah. too. I don't think Costco makes their own, but whoever makes them, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna give them a try based on Arnie's recommendation. There, yeah, be interesting to see. Okay, with that, where are we on the rundown here? Well, I think it's it's emails turn. What are you going to talk about tonight, Emil? Well, um. We got a, I got a few things that came up. I had to renew a license this year with the FCC, but it wasn't a ham license. Oh. And uh, that led me down a road um, and rolled right into my uh, video for tonight, in fact. 
So it's always good every once in a while, especially with a new year passed, to uh, look backwards and see what's changed, what's what's uh, what might be happening. Some of the radio services that we can use. So I did that in this in this one, and of course Mardi Gras is coming up. So we've been filling up on king cake and getting ready for the the parades down here, and in the cold the cold weather, like our our version of the cold weather. Now let me be sure that you said parades, not burritos. That's right. It wasn't burritos. Uh, but, you know, it was parade. <laughs> the parades. Oh. Hello, George, Tommy, Mike, Amateur Logic TV viewers. Recently, I got a renewal notice from the FCC in regards to my General Mobile Radio Service, or GMRS, license. I figured I'd take another look at uh, what's out there and what's happening with that service. As their licenses are 10 years, span 10 years. If you notice here... In 2017, they updated this radio service by allotting additional interstitial, yeah, I had to look that up, interstitial channels in the 467 uh, megahertz band. And they increased the license from 5 to 10 years, allowed transmission of limited data applications. That's pretty much going to be the focus, such as text messaging and GPS location information. And made updates to the uh, rules to reflect modern application services. There's a lot of details in there about that limited data applications, like length of transmission or the bursts and uh, things like that. And so I decided to see commercially or go take a look again commercially at what's out there now. I ran across two brands that we're all pretty much familiar with that are selling GMRS radios that take advantage of those data modes. Now, it's not digital voice like you would think. It's more of a burst of either GPS location and or texting services from point to point. For instance, these Motorola T800s, they don't have that GPS built into them. They don't have the GPS or texting app that you can use straight from the phone itself. Instead, they put a Bluetooth interface so that you can link it to your cell phone or smartphone with the talk about application or talk about app. And then you can use your smartphone to do that texting and or the GPS information coming in or see the other person and send location. That is their implementation. And this is a pack of two radios. I've seen them for about $100 from resellers. Uh, it's the first time I've seen them, somebody integrate something like that using that new GMRS data burst capability. Those are relatively com compliant. However, moving on to the next group of radios I found was from Garmin. Garmin sells a Rhino series of their devices with the two-way radio built into it. Each one has a little bit different features. One does topo mapping, topographical mapping, and has a camera. 
Another one doesn't have the camera, but it is mapping where you can actually see the other person's location and or tactical locations. You can put things in there and map things. And then there's the uh, the lowest. But obviously you can see these are not, uh, these are way more expensive. And you're only getting one there. So hopefully your group is willing to go in uh, each individually and get what they need there in their GPS. So they just basically added the two-way radio parts to the Garmin, the GPS trackers series, and came up with this Rhino series. So those are just about the only groups of radios I've found using that new service or upgrade to the GMRS radio service, the ZA radio service, as they call it in the radio service codes, for part 95, subpart E. A lot more details in there for the digital and what they mean. Because they wanted to make sure that you're not going to use digital voice and or connect it to uh, internet, telephone networks, you name it. There's uh, there's all kind of restrictions there to keep it down to the family. As you can see here, uh, you know, GMRS available to an individual, one man or one woman, for short distance two-way communications to facilitate the activities of licensees and their immediate family members. So they're definitely uh, focusing this on family use of it. Of course, there's the repeaters. We've all seen that. The newer models have the ability to talk to GMRS repeaters. But from what I understand, they can't connect to the internet either. So that's that's the limitations they're putting on there to keep them uh, limited, I guess. So anyway, I just thought I'd give it another look to see what was out there to really check on what's happening out there in the commercial world. And those are the two. I found Motorola's T800's uh, Garmin's Rhino series. So if you know of anything else, let us know or let me know. We'll, we'll give it a look. These are the Cobra GMRS radios that I have, which don't have the digital capabilities. And also to renew the license is $70 from the FCC for 10 years. $70? Uh-oh. WQZB833. $70 for 10 years. That's less than $10 a year, I guess. $7 a year. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yes. so. <laughs> <laughs> Even with my Alabama education, I got that one. <laughs> I thank and, you. Yeah, you can hear me, huh? Yeah. Okay. One one of the things I noticed on those Motorola's, you can be in an area. It It, it uses it like a modem. You can be somewhere with no cell coverage, no nothing, and it'll send, it'll use the GPS on the phone and send your location to somebody else who has one. So it does, it does, it's like a modem, <laughs> the way their implementation of it was, and it's much cheaper than the Garmin's, uh, which, wow, not cheap old man compliant. No, no, not at all. Yeah. Wow. And of course, being hams, our, our D-Star radios will do that. I don't know if the others do it or not. The uh, the fusions or the DMRs or, or any of those. Mm. Yeah, lots more flexibility on the ham side. I just wondered when they implemented that limited data 
if anybody was doing anything about it. And that's the two I found so far. It's huh. not much. I mean, huh. yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And, and there's lots of verbiage in there to make it restricted, I guess, to keep it uh, small, and, you know, family-oriented. A lot of people use them for trips, right? Car-to-car or uh, vacation-type scenarios. But I just wanted to see what else was out there, and and I thought Motorola's implementation of that was good. They, they were kind of marketing it to uh, sportsmen, outdoorsmen, and, and things like that. So I wanted to see how they were doing it. Okay. Cool. But if you could actually pick up someone's signal from one of those, then you might not need a GPS to find them anyway, huh? <laughs> you could probably good, see them, right? Good chance. Look, there they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to listen around on some of those frequencies to see if those are in use around here much. Yeah. Um, aren't there repeaters on there, too? You can can have a repeater on those frequencies. Yeah, yeah, there's a special set of uh, frequencies designated for that, and there are ones here. I, on a trip, I went up to uh, Gatlinburg last year, and I, I could hear all kind of repeaters there and traffic and people talking from mountain to mountain all over. So, yeah, there is infrastructure for that, for sure. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Yeah, it is. Everything's always changing. True. The only thing constant. Change. Well, Tommy, I think you have an email here related to a recent segment you did. Yeah, I do. I actually got this email is from uh, our friend Dave, M5BOC, that did the uh, mm-hmm. the uh, hotspots that we're using. But I've gotten a similar emails from several other people, so I just thought I'd do this one and kind of cover questions other people had. Uh, Tommy, I want to do your battery build. However, the eBay link to the BMS, or battery management system, doesn't seem to work. I don't know enough details how to do a search myself. Any advice you could give would be appreciated. Thanks so much. Oh, and it's also, by the way, he says he's out of the MMDVM business for a little while because he's having a hard time getting components. And I did look before I came on his store, and he's got a message about that. So um, I'm sure he'll be back for that when... uh, Parts are available, but at any rate, uh, the BMS can search it. That vendor uh, took their listing down, so it's not good anymore. But you can find a JBD BMS. Just search. I got mine off of eBay. Uh, there are other people that sell them, but that seemed to be the best price. But it's a JBD 4S uh, 12 volt, and I got the one with the Bluetooth. And if you're building the same battery I did, which was uh, 50 amps. You want to get one that's got a minimum of 50 amps, but you can have more, um, more amp rating than that. You just don't really want to go less, um, but it should be pretty easy to find one. And you can see I did a quick search before I came up, and uh, several of them came up there. If you don't want the Bluetooth, uh, you can get one a little bit less, cost a little less, but I think the Bluetooth is a cool feature to have and be able to check the status of your battery, make sure that it's uh, balanced and everything. Yeah. So anyway, I hope that helps. Well, we're going to take a quick break and come right back because we've got a lot more to go tonight. When it's time to get on the air, you want the DC power feeding your transceiver to be clean, quiet, and dependable. 
MFJ's Mighty Light Power Supplies are the perfect fit for most any HF, VHF, or UHF radio station. Weighing in at only 3 pounds, MFJ's 4230 series of Mighty Light Supplies pack a 30-amp punch with a continuously variable voltage range from 5 to 16 volts. Choose the MFJ 4230MV with front panel 5-way binding post for easy connection to your rig and station accessories. The MFJ 4230MVP, same 5-way binding post, analog meter, plus two pair of Anderson power pole connectors on the rear. Or the new MFJ 4230DMP with dual digital display for simultaneous monitoring of both voltage and current. No matter which 4230 series power supply you choose, you'll get an excellent 75% efficiency. A Whisper Quiet fan varies its speed as needed to ensure your supply keeps its cool while remaining as quiet as possible. While some competing switching supplies generate objectionable RF hash in your transmitted and received signals, these super clean MFJ Monty Light supplies have extra low ripple and noise less than 100 millivolts. Weighing only 3 pounds, operating from 120 or 240 volts AC, 47 to 63 hertz makes this the perfect power supply to take with you anywhere in the U.S. or abroad. And MFJ switching power supplies are protected by MFJ's famous, no matter what, one-year limited warranty. See all the great MFJ power supplies and ham radio accessories at MFJEnterprises.com today. So, Emil, there was a topic that we talked about on the New Year's Eve show. Boy, you just that just kind of brightened you up, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's been wanting to cover that for a while. Yeah, I'm going to try to play the the whole thing this time around. But tell us what you had to tell us there. All right. So we we always have fun with uh, Amanda, Jeff, Marty. Um, all the net controllers that we have on the Amateur Logic TV Soundcheck net. And I went through our logs that we keep on those and put together a little presentation that was uh, for the New Year's show. But we were running a little late, and Josh came in with us and talked to us. So um, we had to cut that one off a little bit early. So I figured we played a whole thing here and – give it a look because I put together some uh, interesting things in there for you to uh, check out about the net.
Okay, Mel, did I get the whole thing that time? You you got it all, George, and and, and that's just a big appreciation for all the people that are with us every Tuesday night, you know, and uh, it's just such a fun net. Uh, yeah, you get to check all your radios and check in in multiple modes and line it all up, but just hearing the people and talking to them and seeing how far reaching the net is because of all the uh, Jeffs and honorary Jeff Brad, that's uh, that's good stuff. So uh, thanks to everybody and uh, let's keep it going. Yeah, a nice video too. Yeah, what do you think? there was an interesting question this last time around. You know, we usually talk about uh, what the heck is it. We'll have a photo that we post on our social media sites, and we'll discuss that on the net. Yeah, we we decided to switch it up a little bit, George. And you know, normally, I think it was uh, the King of Jersey, Eric who uh, recommended on several nets, and uh, actually he kept guessing all the wrong answers on the other net, that everything was the flux capacitor. So we decided to have a flux capacitor, what the heck isn't it, instead of a what the heck is it, and uh, wrong answers only. And we, we got some very interesting answers. And they were all wrong. Well, no, I think maybe you actually, somebody gave the right answer by mistake. <laughs> that sounds kind of weird. Yeah. The way I look at it, it was everybody was right on that net. Oh, yeah. it's yeah. all The net's just for fun. It's all for fun. And uh, you guys kind of took the fun to the next level that time. It was a good idea. Yeah. Thanks to thanks to Eric for throwing the suggestion out there and you guys for, for executing it. That's right. We, we capitalized on the King of Jersey's suggestion for sure. <laughs> we played with our new handy talkies here. Just what night was that? That was Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. Yeah. And Ray showed us something that I don't know if we knew it, that it would even do it yet or not. Now, I wasn't aware of it being in there. I hadn't really had a chance to go through it all. But uh, it's a lot of new cool features in this in the ID52, a custom startup screen. And I'm going to make one here tonight, show you how easy it is. Some of my world's greatest pictures here. It says so right here on the top of the uh the title bar, so you can believe it. And we'll see which one I want to make a picture out of. That's back in the uh, mullet days. And there's one back from my old pirate uh, days when uh, the mullet went out of style. I went for the dreadlocks. Oh, <laughs> uh, This one we have to have on for everything we buy to get that approved. And this that's one from the toga party a while back. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and do this one right here. I think this would be a I good think- one. That's probably my favorite one right there. You know? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So I'm going to use a free program called paint.net, and I'm going to start a new document. It's got to be 320 by 280. Now, I may fumble around here a little bit because I don't normally use paint.net much, and I'm also going to open that document. This is from my... Uh, old Christmas cards. I'm just going to take the uh, picture out of it, possibly. This is live entertainment here, people. You could call it that. Control-C, and let's go over to this one. Control-V. I'm going to keep the canvas size, and I'm going to move it around until I can scale it to fit. 
Okay, and this will be different depending on what software you're using, but use your favorite. Yeah, I chose this one because it's free. I normally use regular Photoshop at home. Yeah. But if, I know a lot of people don't have that. If you hold down the shift when you resize it, uh, keep the keeps aspect. A, yeah, okay. aspect ratio, right? So I'm going to add a layer so I can put my text where I want it, move it around. And let's change the color to something that stands out. How about that? That stands out. And we'll move it to where we want it. That'll do. Is that booger green? <laughs> <laughs> save as. And then we'll save it as a BMP. It's got to be a BMP. It does have to be a BMP. And it does have to be the size, as I said, 320 by 280. And I'll call this uh, mullet. Is that two T's on mullet? It is tonight. And I'll save it in the same world's greatest pictures. Now, when we pick the bit depth, you want to make sure you have, by default, this said auto-selected, but it needs to be 24-bit color. So be sure you pick that. Save. And I'll flatten it because it's going to merge the uh, two together. Let's see what we got in here now. And there it is. Okay. So let's put it on the radio. Okay. That is a thing of beauty. Just going to take the SD card out of the radio. I'm using George's card reader here because I don't have one in this little laptop. And we got the ID52. The file structure has opening picture folder. And you can see I've got a couple already in there. And I'm going to copy my picture I just made over there. Mullet. Eject the card. Put it back in the radio. Uh, make sure you put the card back in the right direction. It actually goes what appears to be upside down. Otherwise, if you jam it in there, it's really hard to get out. Yeah. It goes uh, into the side right here. All right. All right, so let's turn it back on. I already had one on there, but uh, I think it's probably about time to change it since it's the middle of January. Oh, Rock nice. and Ray. Yeah. I had my Christmas picture on there. So let's go into menu. Set. SD card, opening picture. It'll show you the ones that are here, and I'm going to pick my one for mullet. And there it is. Just hit the blue button again, save it, and yes. So now, let me turn the radio off. Back on. I got my custom uh, retro Startup picture. Pretty neat. It is pretty neat. Here, let me do it again. Mm. It was a thing of beauty, man. <laughs> no, I'm like a bird. Actually, more like a hard aerodactyl. Ah! Oh, yeah, the beauty shot. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So that's pretty easy. There's a lot of cool stuff in here. Um, go back and check out the... Well, there'll, there'll be a video coming out. What do we think about them? Yeah, they're nice the radios. radios. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love mine. Yeah, I do too. I haven't used it a lot yet, but I don't know. It just it's a little bit bigger, which makes it work much better with my glasses here. Or lack of them. Or lack of them, yeah. 
Uh, so I like that feature about it. You know, I like color display on a radio, mm-hmm. too. And I think it actually sounds a little bit better. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not like I'm using a Neumann mic or anything like that. But you know, I've had good reports on the audio of it that it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it does sound better. And two DR modes on here. Yeah, that's uh, that's a big thing for me. And uh, the old one, or the 51, which is an awesome radio. I loved it. But uh, you can have two DR modes on here, like George said. So that's kind of a big game changer. Yeah. All right. Cool. So I'm going to have to do mine now. I don't know what I'm going to put on there. I've got to come up with a good photo i'm thinking after mike has watched this episode i probably won't have to come up with a good one myself (laughs) i will be seeing one shortly i'll tell you something one more thing just before we get off this topic one more thing to me that was huge the uh the charger it takes the standard icon charger but if you do like me and you travel you don't always think to take that with you Uh, it'll actually charge off of a micro usb as well yeah. So that that to me that was a really big thing too. So yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've gone with my radio somewhere and had the battery go dead and didn't have the charger with mm-hmm. me. Okay, where are we now? Well, it's time to take another quick break and come back and we're going to bust out the reading material here and we're going to learn something. What are you listening to? This Remco transistor radio I made myself. Want to listen? She's a ball game. It's a real radio and it works great. Could I build one too? Sure. Remco makes it real easy. All you have to do is put together all the parts that come in the Remco kit. The transistor, the tuner, and the separate loudspeaker for broadcasting. Can you do your own broadcasting too? Yeah, sure. I'll do the announcing with this microphone while you work the radio. This is radio station R-E-M-C-O, Remco, the do-it-yourself radio station. Oh, boy, we're radio engineers. Fellows, get your Remco radio at your favorite toy store. From $3.95 to $9.95, every boy wants a Remco toy. Didn't get everything you wanted on your holiday wish list? Now is the time to spice up your ham shack with ICOM's new, now shipping, ID52A handheld. This radio is perfect for staying in or venturing out and working your favorite bands this holiday season. ICOM's newest handheld amateur radio is a VHF-UHF dual bander with D-Star and FM dual mode functions. The ID52A is now shipping. This radio supports conventional FM communications and D-Star simplex, repeater, regional, and worldwide calls over the D-Star Internet Gateway. The ID52A is the first handheld amateur radio with a full-color 2.3-inch waterfall display and the ability to send photos over D-Star with a connected Android device. Other features include wideband receiver with guaranteed range of 144 to 148 and 440 to 450 megahertz, 
Simultaneous receive for VHF, VHF, UHF, UHF, VHF, UHF with dual DV mode. Integrated GPS GLONASS receiver, including grid square location, micro SD card slot, micro USB for data transfer, programming, and charge, and it meets IPX7 waterproof specifications. For more information on this and all the great ICOM radios, visit icomamerica.com slash amateur. Happy New Year from ICOM. Is this the way you feel in the morning? Still tired after a good night's sleep? Too dragged out and nervous to face the day? Too tired? Too often? Try Ributol. If you too need extra amounts of thiamine and riboflavin, Ributol can help you gain new strength, new energy. Let just one person among thousands of users tell you about amazing benefits gained from Ributol. Mr. Daniel Spillane of New York City. I was feeling tired. My wife heard about Ributol on the radio. After taking it, I feel full of pep. <laughs> wow, man! Ributol can help you if you are not getting enough thiamine and riboflavin that we offer you this guarantee. Take Ributol for just one week. You must feel stronger, peppier in seven days, more vital, more alive, or your money back. You have nothing to lose, everything to gain. Get Ributol from your druggist today. Did you catch the Easter eggs on the Ributol one? No, I'm going to have to wait and watch it. Oh, no. I've been sitting over here laughing my behind off, man. The new ARRL 2022 handbook is here, and, man, I can't say enough good things about it. They always come out with a new one every year, and there's always new stuff that's in there. First, though, let's just talk real quick about, you know, where you get that. Well, there's a couple of different versions of this available actually there's i think there's three different versions available you can get the soft cover edition which is a single book it sells for 49.95 on the ARRL website you can grab it there i don't think they offer a hardback edition this year i haven't been able to find that so it's a softback edition the full manual However, if you want to break it out and get uh, individual books, there's one, two, three, four, five, six books in the set here already split out into sections. makes it easier to just grab the piece of the book that you want. You can order that for fifty nine ninety five from the ARRL. Oh, that's really a, that's pretty good. That's a bargain. Yeah. And you can also... Purchase the downloaded version if you want that. But it's the same price as buying the soft cover version. And when you buy either the soft cover or the uh, six volume set here, you get the download for free anyway. So if it was me. Kind of seems like a no brainer. If I was going cost compliant uh, and I didn't want to. Get the six-volume set, I might just buy the soft cover and then get the download as well. And there's more in the downloads than just a copy of the manual. There's a, a lot more stuff in there as well. But first, let's talk a little bit about the books here. Tommy, have you thumbed through those yet? Uh, not too much, but I'm about to. Well, the key topics in there are radio electronics theory and principles, circuit design and equipment, Radio signal transmission and propagation, 
digital and analog modulation and protocols, antenna and transmission lines, and construction practices. But there's some new items in the manuals this year, and that's going to be average values of AC waveforms, RC snubber designs, battery selection for portable operations, which we know that's changed in recent years, analog to digital converter overload, updates to WS, JTX, fast and slow modes, solid-state amplifier linearity, cycle 25 annual update, which I need to see myself because that's going to energize HF for us again, 3D printing technology and use in ham radio, which we know how much 3D printers are coming into use, and they've got a lot of good projects on that. Fire extinguishers for amateur radio stations. I think Glenn would concur that's a a proper topic for us to have. And antenna and tower safety. Plus, there's new supplemental download items as well. That's what ends up being in your program files folder. It'll be program files x86 on a PC, and it'll be in an ARRL 2022 handbook folder. If you get the Mac version, I'm not sure where they store it for there, but right out in the root directory there, you've got these others. The Handbook Companion software. Inside it, there's a couple of different software packages in there, and I don't know how you pronounce this. T-O-N-N-E software. is That's either, maybe that's Tone, maybe that's how you pronounce it, but there's a zip file in there. If you look, there's several installers for some different basic electronics programs that would be handy to a ham, LC calculators, um, just a, a number of useful utilities there, and that comes along free with the package. And there's also a tube calculator in here, and I have not looked at that, so I'm not sure exactly what's in there, but I'm thinking it's probably to give you an introduction to vacuum tubes and help you design uh, using different parameters and seeing how they affect your circuit. Also, the handbook content itself. So there's the index and the whole searchable ARRL 2022 handbook. So it's real easy to find a topic if you want to in there. Just bring up your PDF file and go search for, I don't know, what should we search for? Let's just try D-Star just as a, just as a for instance there. It's a lot to search through. And I can't read from here how many places it found it, but, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's usually got a hyphen in it. Yeah. OpenDStar.org. I don't even know what that is. Let's go check that out. Anyway, um, it's a quick way to search and find what you might want inside the handbook. There's more information in there as well and things that you get when you uh, get the downloads. And let's see, what else did we have? That's you. Supplemental files. Now, this is pretty neat here. I didn't realize that they had this. But in the manuals, they refer you to different magazine articles and other resources when they're doing discussions in here. And this is all the information that they're referring to. Uh, there's a 
a supplement handbook right there where you can look all of this up. There's a lot of different chapters in it. Uh, chapter 2. Hands-on Radio, Kirkhoff's Law by Ward Silver. Hmm. Uh, a lot of different articles that Ward has written there in the past. Uh, you get all of that. It's just a, a lot of different resources that are not in the handbook itself, but things that the ARRL has already published or someone has already published before. And you get a get every one of them right there that you can check at your own leisure. You don't have to have the magazine itself. Just the um, the articles are all included. But wait, there's more. But wait. Yep. And what more is there, might you ask? You might you took the words right out of my mouth. A uh, low-cost antenna switch, just for instance. You get a PDF on that, and it's got all the information here on a uh, a nice project that appeared in QST back in 2005. A very simple, easy-to-build, six-input antenna switcher. Oh. And its uh, circuit board is from far circuits there. I suspect you can still purchase that board, or I would imagine as well you can download the trace file for it and create your own PC board. But all of the details on how to build your own inexpensive antenna switch. But there's a lot more articles in there besides just that. A Morse code ID timer. Now, this is a pretty old project here. But it's basically just a very simple little circuit that uses a microcontroller. And you build a little um, automatic ID that'll play your, your ID in Morse code every 10 minutes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Simple little project to throw together. But there's all kinds of uh, different bonus materials available <laughs> with it when you get the download. If you get the manual, go go get the download as well. It doesn't cost you anything extra. You, If you purchase from the ARRL website, you'll automatically be able to access the downloads. If you purchase the manuals at a dealer... I think maybe you get a coupon with it, or there's details on how you can download the manual. But a lot of great information there. This is one. We actually were talking about this. I had an email from someone that was in the pre-show tonight. Someone was asking how you go about working on a ham radio. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Volume 6, Test Equipment, Troubleshooting, RFI, and the Indexes. So if you ever wanted to know how to troubleshoot, how you go about repairing something, how to use test equipment, good resource right here for getting started with that. So overall, as I said at the first of the show here, if you could only have one amateur radio-related book, and I've got six here, but it is available as a single book as well, this would be the one you'd want to get. I can't think of anything else that would be more valuable to you as an amateur than the ARRL handbook. And I bought my first copy in 1976. I wasn't even a ham yet. Oh, yeah? I didn't become a ham until 91. But I bought the handbook way back then because stuff that was in it was good basic electronics knowledge. 
and uh, things I wanted to know about. Yeah, that's good stuff. There's a lot of information in there. If you want to know about just about anything, it's in there. Anything yeah. radio related. Yeah. And I don't, I don't buy one every year. Every few years, though, I'll, I'll pick up a new one, and I'm amazed at how much stuff has changed in there whenever that comes about. You know, Amanda kind of called me out uh, on one of my segments. She noticed that I had the 2012 uh, edition on my desktop when I was doing something online. I, I remember that. So 10 years, yeah, I guess I could probably spring for another one. Yeah, yeah I think you'll find it's uh, a lot has changed in 10 years. We miss Mike being here tonight. He had, you know, he's been doing some operating system segments here recently, and he had a new one he was going to show us here that uh, we'll see next time around, but it's another operating system for the Raspberry Pi that we haven't seen before. Cool. So I'll be interested to see what he thought about that. And he also had a uh, story he was going to bring us tonight along with a lot of photos that he had got from Chip. You know how Mike is about uh, repurposing Chip's photos. Oh, yeah. Everybody's so, photos. I'm not going to give away what he was going to talk about. Uh, no, I, don't spoil it because I'm sure we'd see it next month. Yeah, we'll have it around next month. So with that, uh, coming up, is it next weekend? Maybe it's the weekend after. I never keep a calendar handy back here. The weekend after. The weekend after is the uh, Jackson Amateur Radio Ham Fest, Capital City Ham Fest here in Jackson. I'm planning on being there if they still have it because, you know. They'll still have it. Yeah. I I just had COVID at the end of the last year, so I think I'm probably okay to go out, uh, attend an event like that now. Maybe have protection for uh Two or three months, anyway. Probably, hopefully. Probably. Yeah, I'm. Pro- I'm gonna skip it though. I'm probably gonna do the winter field day thing because uh, I haven't had it yet, and I, my wife, with my wife's no. health problems, I don't want to take a if chance. You, of if you can on. avoid it, you don't want to do it. You know? Yeah. So, uh, but I'm looking forward to that because we haven't had a ham fest down there since all this got started. Yeah, I'd hate to miss it, but. Uh, and I believe. We've got a ham fest down there near you. Is it this weekend or next, Emil? Yeah, it's tomorrow. Uh, the Hammond Ham Fest. Oh, Hammond! I used tomorrow to morning. drive down yeah. to that one. Yeah, I used to go to that one quite well. Several years in a row, I went to it. Yeah, same, same. In fact, that's one of where one of our segments were from, if I remember right. A couple of them, maybe. Yeah. Are you planning on attending this year? Or my my, yo, you guys were. You saw my son earlier, so my I got my son here in from out of town, and so we're gonna we're gonna go do some things. Okay, do some man stuff. Yeah, we got some cheap man stuff. Okay, sounds like a plan. We've got bad weather moving in here, and you we'll pass it on down to you when we're through with it, Emil. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we got snow in the forecast too, but we'll probably keep both of those snowflakes and send you the wet stuff on down. Yeah, and both of them, all two of them, my Tommy. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, to the average person around here, it doesn't really mean that much because probably be I don't know, it'll be less than an inch of snow here, 
just enough that uh, us rednecks can't drive on it very well. But it's not, you know, it's not going to be cold before it gets here. Yeah, just, so. just enough everybody's going to go to the grocery store and buy all the milk and bread. Yeah. Like, even when we do have a real snow, like a foot, it's usually gone in a day. But the stores will be picked clean. Yeah. However, totally- go ahead, Emil. I was telling Tommy and toilet paper. Yeah, Yeah. that's kind of a problem anyway. Um, I think people are starting to hoard again. But if you happen to uh, work for some FM radio stations and you've got antennas up, oh, 800 to 1,000 to 1,800 feet in the air, it could be a a really... uh, bad time yeah. because although you know we might get a little dusting of snow or something down here on the ground it probably won't stick might be on your vehicles for a few hours a thousand feet in the air it's going to stick to your antenna because it's a lot colder up there than it is down here and we'll see reflected power start rising on some of these transmitter sites we've already had uh one Within the uh, last couple of weeks, uh, we didn't have anything here on the ground, but it actually got uh, some heavy flurries, but it didn't stick to anything. Yeah. Well, you know, W five uh, PPB is a is a radio engineer here too in the area. He has uh, one station um, that has the antenna at eighteen hundred feet. Now, I used to uh, I used to be responsible for that one years ago, but uh, He's got it now. My antenna's down at a thousand feet. I didn't really see any reflected power increases. His at eighteen hundred feet, it it uh, almost shut his transmitter down. I mean, it oh, went. Wow. Yeah, it went real high. He sent me a photo of it. I should have saved it and shown it here. But you could see, got about that's two thousand foot tower. Got about halfway up it. It's it started turning white. And you oh, can see the snow on it. That's, but that's pretty cool. Last year, we had it really bad here. Um, I showed some photos of some of the ice that we had last year. Mm-hmm. And you look up at a tower, and it looks like a popsicle. Yeah, don't park your truck under there. No, no. Don't go anywhere around it if you can help it. So we got that to look forward to. Uh, it probably won't be that much, though, this time around. No, it's not supposed to be. And the ground's pretty warm. Yep. Hopefully the metal up Hopefully in there. It's, it's not warm up there. No. Well, Emil, any uh, any final thoughts or plans before we get out of here tonight? Keep it cheap. Don't be on the naughty list. You already starting the list. It's kind of early for that. Yeah. I didn't really take them down, but. Uh, Definitely, definitely keep it cheap. And, uh, you know, um, let's see, what can I say? Uh, me, me and Jeff in the chat room have been talking about making a uh, soda to uh, Swoda, which is uh, <laughs> summits on the air to uh, swamps on the air contact. So we might have to uh, schedule something up this year. Boy, well, that, that'll be easier around him because it's all downhill, but for you. You know, it's all uphill. It's all uphill. <laughs> yeah, already in a swamp. That's right. Yeah. 
Well, Tommy, you got anything lined up? Any words of wisdom? Uh, no words of wisdom. I'm just uh, I'm gonna try to do the winter field day. So hopefully, I hear some of you guys on the air. Okay. I don't know exactly what I'm gonna do yet, but I'm gonna do something. Okay. Well, I'll be interested to see because we haven't been able to do that because of ham fest restrictions in the past. So I'll be looking forward to that. I might. I don't know. We'll have to see what's going on. And words of wisdom from me, the only one I got is um, stay away from the Duracell double A's and triple A's particularly. Uh, that's very wise. Yep. And if you come across some good batteries, let me know about it. Send me an email to george at amateurlogic.tv. I'd, I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts on the issue and what your results have been with stuff. Rechargeables. Well, yeah, but, you know, I don't know about buying AAA rechargeables to put in my LED flashlight. You know, Tommy, that's a mighty nice-looking wardrobe you showed up with tonight here. It is, and you know what? I wore this one because I haven't worn it in quite a while. I've got one closet that's just full of the shirts I normally wear on the show, I dug through there. I'm like, well, I wore that one, that one, that one. And I grabbed this one, and I'll be darned if it wasn't on the earlier, the previous show that yeah. you played tonight. So I think that was February of 2018, maybe. I yeah. don't remember. But, but yeah. anyway, yeah, you can get a shirt like this and, and some of the other ones here at shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash amateur logic. We got, you can see shirts, caps, Hoodies, uh, there are backpacks on there, uh, mugs, water bottles, all kinds of cool stuff. So, yeah, you go check it out. Shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash amateur logic. Yep. Christmas is over, but it's not too early to get started for next year. No, it's not. And if you're looking for something to do on Tuesday nights, you know, Tuesday nights, it's not really a big television night. Um, and it's not quite the middle of the week yet either, so you're still kind of headed uphill. <laughs> but it's a good time to uh, check out the Amateur Logic Soundcheck Net. You can catch that every Tuesday night at 8 Central, 0200 UTC this time of year. On Echolink, All-Star, D-Star, DMR, Hampshack Hotline, System Fusion, Wires X, P25, NXDN, or M17. We're on pretty much everything but HF. Yep. If you got them, use them. And actually, we encourage that. So this is one of the nets that you can check in with uh, Echolink. And then next round, you can check in again on the same net with D-Star. Then you might well, you can check in with DMR if you got it. So yeah. it's about uh, checking all your modes and having a good time. We have a question. I think we mentioned that a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, have a question. It keeps things kind of interesting. It's really a lot of fun. If you haven't checked it out, you owe it to yourself to give it a try. I think you'll like it. Yeah, and we stream it live at uh, live.amateurlogic.tv each week when it's going on, and we save the file, leave it posted there for about a week. And I know a lot of people that can't make the net or are can't make the entire net we'll go back and review it and you know see what their signal sounded like or you know what the topic was that night what everybody had to say about it so uh join us for that 
Also, you can check out our high society. <laughs> we have social networks. Maybe Whoa. that's a better word. Yes. And you, we've got a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash amateurlogic.tv. Yeah, you can follow us at Amateur Logic on Twitter. Or mewe.com under join Amateur Logic TV. Yep. Or groups.io slash G slash Amateur Logic. So the groups.io thing's kind of cool because uh, there's not a lot of traffic on there. We do the announcements on there, but if you're not into the social media thing, that's not really mm-hmm. that. It's more of a, a mail list you can subscribe to. Yeah. Oh, email. I found one more uh, item here you wanted to cover tonight before we go. I noticed you said email. Yes, yeah, <laughs> uh, email for uh, the second email from Emil tonight um, kind of leads right into some of our uh, website and social pages, and it's from Matt Carr. I believe that call sign is KG5EVX. And he he posted in January saying, hey, I want to track down some rogue Wi-Fi around the house. Things just keep popping up occasionally on one of his PCs and Wi-Fi. He noticed it. So he was looking for ways, uh, whether it was software or antennas, to go and find that stuff. And, you know, George, there's um, a wiki, right, that we maintain or, or the show maintains here that – gives topics that we talk about and that made me think when he typed that there's lots of great answers in the uh facebook forum that uh matt posted this in but he made me uh think of an episode we did in amateur logic 100 where we listed out some of that wi-fi so i simply searched our wiki page and found that term wi-fi and went and looked at that um episode and sure enough there's a lot there's this is the one where i was uh trying to tell you how to optimize your uh connection if you you might be button heads with your neighbor or on a channel uh you know something your router is not quite uh, working out so check out the wiki looking for topics if you haven't or you're not even aware of it you can search for things we've covered in the 15 years you guys have been in this so check it out that's an awesome thing it's at amateurlogic.tv slash wiki Yep. Cool. Good. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Good information. <laughs> and, you know, I look up stuff that way, too, when people ask me, when did you talk about this, that, or the other thing? That's the first place I'll go look. Do a search on the wiki there. Uh, you know, email, that is a good question. What do you do if you get in a key-down contest between you and your neighbor's routers. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you, you could upgrade away from the band that they're on if if they don't have, you know, most people who have dual band, two or five gig uh, routers are both nowadays, but uh, the five gig band is much uh, different along with Wi-Fi 6, which was in another episode we had about the new standards and what they're doing to address congestion so there's all kind of things you can do and if you look at some of these episodes we're putting out there we we might be a little bit ahead of the curve you cheap or not (laughs) look the the ubiquity thing are you still using that 
I am that ubiquity uh, 650 meg link between the shack and the house and the attic is still kicking, still outside in the weather. It just doesn't quit. Cool. I was wondering about that. Well, I guess that's going to do it for tonight. We appreciate everyone joining us here who watched live. And those over in the chat room, looks like they're still having a good time over there. We'll be back around the middle of February. And we'll be back with an episode of Ham College around the end of the month. So, uh, Oh, yeah. That was December's we just did. I forgot. We got through off uh, schedule because of the holidays and the New Year's show. Yep. Yep. All right. 7-3, everyone. 7-3, 7-3, everybody. Thanks for joining us. 7-3. you feel in the morning this is it after a good night's sleep too dragged out and nervous to face the day too tired too often try ributol if you too need extra amounts of thiamine and riboflavin ributol can help you gain new strength new energy let just one person among thousands of users tell you about amazing benefits gained from ributol mr daniel spillane of new york city i was feeling tired my wife heard about Rabutol on the radio. After taking it, I feel full of pep. Wow, miss. Rabutol can help you if you are not getting enough thiamine and riboflavin that we offer you this guarantee. Take Rabutol for just one week. You must feel stronger, happier in seven days, more vital, more alive, or your it. money back. You have nothing to lose, everything to gain. Get Rabutol from your druggist today. As you may have noticed in the past few years. <laughs> and if the ributol doesn't work for you, try the Vitamita Vegemin. Yeah. <laughs>